Hello friends, welcome to Village Idiots of Christ or Nuts for Jesus and Just Plain Nuts. This is Revelation Wednesday. We're in chapter 16. This is the seven bowls of God's wrath. Um, something I was talking to my mom or somebody, yeah, my mom this morning. You got to remember these things. If you know Christ, this is not for you. In fact, these bowls are final judgment upon an unrepentant uh, mark, uh, mark of the beast taken world that has joined elite, its allegiance as um given its allegiance to the devil, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. This is not us. So remember that. When you hear these heavy things, remember that these people had the two witnesses for three and a half years that told them the truth about Christ, and they refused to repent and glorify God. They refused to repent of their evil deeds. These are hard things in chapter 16. But this is justice. And God is just. He is loving, he is merciful, but he's also just. If you don't want Christ to take away your sin, then your sin remains with you and you will be punished forever for, for it. That's just, just the way it is. That's a choice everybody gets to make. So, again, it's Revelation 16. But people see this and they go, oh, it's so heavy. It's not for us. We go to the go to the last few chapters. That's us. The wedding of the Lamb and the new heavens, new earth, and the millennial reign. That's us. This is not us. This is judgment and punishment. So let's jump right on in. Then I heard a loud voice in the temple saying, "The seven angels go pour out the seven bowls of God's wrath on the earth." Okay, the final punishment for the earth. Again, as far as during the tribulation. The first angel went and poured out his bowl in the land, and ugly and painful sores broke out on the people who had the mark of the beast and worshipped his image. So the first bowl, in the punishment for taking the mark of the beast and worshipping his image, is terrible, grievous sores um, upon people's bodies. My my first wife, she had a staph infection wound on her back, on her back about the size of a silver dollar and about a quarter inch deep. Imagine being covered with these. It's going to be their payment, their punishment for. Uh, for uh, giving the heart over to Antichrist and worship him, worshiping him as God. Uh, the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea and it turned into blood like that of a dead man and every living thing in the sea died. Imagine all the oceans all turned into blood worldwide. The whole ocean. You imagine the, all the animals dying in the ocean. They, it would be The smell alone would be horrible. So again, punishment number two. All of the seas or the oceans, all of it turned into blood. And every living thing in the sea died. Nothing remains alive in the seas when this happens. The third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs of life, and they became blood. Then I heard the angel in charge of the water say, You are just in these judgments, you who are and who were in the you are and who are and who were the holy one, because you have so judged, for they have shed the blood of your saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink as they deserve. And I heard the altar respond, Yes, Lord God Almighty, true and just are your judgments. So the third angel pours out his bowl, and all of the fresh water worldwide is turned into blood. And they are getting exactly what their deeds deserve. Says you are just in these, and God's judgments are just. This is justice. This is not revenge. This is justice. You who are and who were the Holy One, because you have so judged. For they have shed the blood of the prophets and saints, and you have given them the blood to drink as they deserve. They're going to have to drink blood to survive. And it's just they're all going to like all become vampires instantly. They have no choice but to drink blood. But that's because they're bloodthirsty. That's because they, the blood of the, the blood of the prophets and saints, the martyrs, was all on their hands, and it was just what happened to them. 
Again, we're this. We're not here for this. This is not for us. Again, um, verse eight. And again, and I like what it says here. And I heard the altar say, yes. The altar responds. And this cool God's altar responds with a human voice. Yes, Lord God Almighty, true and just are your judgments. God's judgments are just and true. That's why, again, the first half of the tribulation period, three and a half years, the two witnesses from Jerusalem supernaturally preaching the gospel, an angel preaching the gospel, uh, an eagle preaching the gospel, the 144,000 witnesses, all those converted by the 144,000 preaching the gospel. There's no excuse for them to align themselves uh, with the beast and worship his image. There's no, uh, no excuse for them to work, to align themselves with the devil, but that's exactly what they do. They don't want God, and God knows this. And so they, there's judgment for that. The Verse 8, The fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and the sun was given power to scorch people with fire. They were seared by the intense heat, and they cursed the name of God who had control over these plagues, but they refused to repent and glorify him. God's going to give them a taste of hell on the earth. He's going to increase the, the heat of the sun. It's going to be so hot, it's going to scorch people with fire. Not only that, but can you imagine the, the North Pole and the South Pole, all the polar ice caps are going to melt. It'll be too hot. And you imagine, the, I don't know what the, how high the water would rise worldwide in the oceans, but all the, the coastal communities, I mean, people are going to be off the coast already because of the blood. It's probably like places like Florida and California are probably going to stink so bad no one can live there. But then all of the... Um, um, all of the uh, all all of the 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 ice you know north and south pole melt. Can you imagine the flooding again. It says uh, the angel pours bowl in the sun. The sun's given power to scorch people with fire. They were seared by the intensity and they cursed the name of God who had control of these plagues. But again, they refused. It. Their hearts are already hard. Their hearts are reprobate. They are not going to worship God. They took the beast. They took the mark of the beast. You know that may change a person psychologically. It may change their mind. That may do something to their DNA. We don't know fully. We don't know. Uh, verse 10, The fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom was plunged into darkness. Men gnawed their tongues in agony and cursed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, but they refused to repent of what they'd done. See, in verse in verse 9, they refused to repent and glorify him. In verse, um, in verse 11, they refused to repent of what they had done. These people have no desire to repent. They will not turn from their darkness. They love their darkness. And um, let's see. So, so this, is, this is very reminiscent of what happened to Egypt. God plunged Egypt into darkness. Not Goshen where his people lived, just Egypt proper. And said, they said that you could actually feel the darkness. That's what this is going to be like. It's going to be a, a, a plague of darkness that probably can be felt. It's going to be like, an, just like everything closing in on them in total darkness. Again, another picture of hell because hell is perfectly and totally dark. Uh, the Bible talks about outer darkness and hell. So they're getting to see the fire in the fourth judgment they they get this they get to experience the sun as if it's hell and then the fifth judgment they get to experience the darkness of hell this is a preview of coming attractions to their souls because they refuse to repent and glorify god refuse to repent of their evil deeds again uh, men and all their tongues and curse god of heaven because of their pains and sorrows but they refuse to repent of what they had done so again antichrist kingdom his throne 
the, uh, the, the throne of the beast and his kingdom was plunged. Let's see. Let's, let's, let's read this carefully. The fifth angel poured his bowl on the throne of the beast and his kingdom was plunged. So his kingdom, not of his whole kingdom worldwide or just where his throne is, but it's going to be plunged into darkness. The fifth angel, then verse 12, the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the great, the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up, prepared away from the kings from the east. Some people speculate China. That's just speculation. So the entire Euphrates River, I think it's 4,000 miles long, I think, is going to um, dry up, and that's preparing the way for the kings for Armageddon to come to the battle. Then I saw three evil spirits. That look like frogs. They came out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. They are spirits of demons performing miraculous signs, and they go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them for the battle on the great day of God Almighty. So God's going to allow these evil spirits to come out of the mouth of the dragon, which is Satan, the beast, and which is the Antichrist and the false prophet. These I saw three evil spirits that looked like frogs. They came out of the mouth of the dragon, the mouth of the beast, and the mouth of the false prophet. They are spirits of demons performing miraculous signs. So they're going to go out to the kings of the world, to the whole world, and continue to perform false miracle signs, lying signs, miracles, and wonders to deceive people to follow Antichrist into the final battle, the battle of Armageddon. And it's because it says, and they go out to the kings of the world to gather them. for. So though these evil spirits are going to get, let's see, Listen to this. They go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them for the battle on the great day of God Almighty. That is the the battle of Armageddon. It, it, that's a misnomer. It's the it's the battle of the great day of God Almighty. This will be the great day of God. Armageddon or the Megiddo Valley is where it happens. But this is the battle of the great day of God Almighty. This is going to be a great day for God Almighty because he's going to be completely victorious over his enemies. And then... Uh, Jesus in verse verse 15 in red, which is Jesus speaking, Behold, I come like a thief. Blessed is he who stays awake and keeps his clothes with him, so he may not go naked and be shamefully exposed. exposed. Jesus, let's see, 15, let's see if it gives up. Uh, yes, Christ will return unexpectedly. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 6. So we must be ready when he returns. We can prepare ourselves by standing firm in temptation and by being committed by God's moral standards. In what ways does your life show uh, either your readiness or lack of preparedness for Christ? So right there it's saying, Behold, I come like a thief. Again, Jesus is going to come at an unexpected hour when he returns to the earth. Blessed is he who stays with Now this is the end of the tribulation. So it's his actual bodily return to the earth. This isn't the rapture of the church. This is his bodily return. Blessed is he who stays awake and keeps his clothes with him so he may not, may, may not go naked and be shapely exposed. In other words, Blessed is he who stays away and keeps his clothes with him. Again, stay at your, no matter what you're doing, no matter what your job is, always have your heart prepared for the return of the Lord. You should have expectancy that the Lord could return at any time. Amen. So you, so you want to stay awake in your heart, in your spirit, and you want to keep your clothes. That's your battle. You know, the, the armor of God, Ephesians 6, I believe. You want to be prepared. For, for his return. You want to be a wise virgin, prepared, having enough oil, like the wise virgin, the foolish virgin. The wise virgins had enough oil prepared for the long wait for Christ's return, for the king to come, or the bridegroom to come. The five foolish weren't prepared. And many people in the world today, many people of the church, uh, of, our, of our church community, our brothers and sisters, aren't prepared for what's coming. 
They're not prepared and they're going to be shamefully exposed that day because they weren't ready for his return. It's not a heaven or hell issue, but it may be one of shame for them for not being prepared, for not taking these kind of words to heart. Verse 16, then they gathered the kings together in the place in Hebrew is called Armageddon. The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air and out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne saying, it is done. Then there came flashes of lightning, um, flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, a severe earthquake. No earthquake like it has ever occurred since man has been on the earth. So tremendous was the quake. The great city split into three parts and the cities of the nations clapped. God remembered Babylon the gate and gave her the cup filled with the wine of the furious wrath. Every island fled away and the mountains could not be found. From the sky, huge hailstones of about a hundred pounds each fell upon men. And they cursed God on account of the plague of hail because the plague was so terrible. So here it is. The final judgment has come. And again, let's go through it slowly. The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air. Out of the temple came a loud voice saying, it is done. What is done? Judgment is complete. It is done. He's, he, and, and, and with these things that are happening, he's wrapping up his judgment on the earth. Then came flashes of lightning, rumblings, and peals of thunder and a severe earthquake. So, so there's going to be lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, and a severe earthquake. No earthquake like it has ever occurred since man has been there. So tremendous was the quake. So this is going to be the ultimate. You know, this won't be a 10.5. This will be a 100.100. This is going to be a huge. It's as if God just takes the whole planet in his hand like a snow globe and just shakes it. You know, it's going to be that tremendous. This, the globe, it's going to be, he's going to shake the globe like it's never been shook before. The great city split into three parts and the cities of the nations collapsed. This is important. That word collapsed is so important. The cities of the nations collapsed. All the high buildings, the the new Freedom Tower, the Empire State Building, uh, the Eiffel Tower, uh, the Colosseum in Rome, uh, the George Washington Bridge, all of these, all, every city on the face of the earth that is, I believe, above two stories tall, all of it is going to be ruined. And the Bible talks about in Proverbs, I believe it, is, it says, it says the nations labor in vain. They exhaust themselves for nothing. It's just fuel for the fire. One day, all the monolithic structures, the, the, um, the Capitol building, the White House, the, the Washington Memorial, all of it, all of it flattened on the ground. All of man's glory and all of this building is only going to be fuel for the fire completely destroyed and collapsed. Collapse means something falls down. With all these high buildings saying that they collapse is a perfect description of what's coming. That's what God has let man do his own thing for thousands of years. But at the end, God reigns supreme and he's sovereign. And all he has to do is one massive earthquake in a matter of seconds, all the world destroyed, all the world ruined. All of these things that men are so proud of. We're all so proud. Again, I'm not picking on you and me. But men are so proud of their events. Look what my hands have built. Like the Tower of Babel. Same thing. Hey, let's build a, let's build a tower to the sky. So, but outside of God. And the whole world has built towers to the sky. Just like the Tower of Babel, but outside of God. And it's going to be judged and judged severely. So this is, and then after this, when Christ returns, the millennial reign, and then Christ will have to restore everything. You imagine having to restore the whole earth, but I get it, he's supernatural, you can do it in a split second. But again, all of the nations, all the cities of the nations are going to collapse. There will be nothing left when God is done with this final earthquake. 
God remembered Babylon the Great. That's that horse system, both religious and economic. God remembered Babylon the Great and gave her the cup filled with the wine of his wrath, fury of his wrath. That whole system is going to suffer and be destroyed. The Babylonian system, both of religious, again, there's one world religion coming, kids. The Pope's trying to do it. And again, praying for him. Pray for the Pope. Pray he won't be completely misled because right now he is. Um, one world religion. And now they're trying to they're trying to form a one world government with a one world economic. They want to get rid of money entirely and go to a crypto or electronic type currency. So they're trying to uh, economically and religiously bring the whole world together. That's the Babylonian system, all united in darkness. It started at the Tower of Babel with Nimrod and it continues today. There's still men today. This great, you keep hearing this great reset, build back better. It's all demonic. Every bit of that is demonic. They want to destroy the world and rebuild it in their own image. Well, guess what? God's going to do that himself. God's going to destroy the world and rebuild it during the millennial reign of Christ in Christ's image and in his image and in the image of the Spirit. What men strive to do today, God will finish in a split second when he destroys the world, when he, when he ruins all the cities. And that Babylonian system will be wiped away once and for all. It will be done. God is going to pour the fury of his wrath upon, let's read that again. God remembered. God didn't forget. See, people think, you know, man, you know, all these people do all this. You know, lots of people today, we talk about it often with my friends. You know, all these politicians and world leaders, they, you know, we, we all scratch our head. Why do they get away with so much? Why do they do all of this evil? And we all know the evil that these men and women do. And I'm not picking on any sides. I'm talking about evil men in government, no matter what side of the aisle they're on. But they're doing all this evil. And it's like they never get busted for it. They never get arrested for it. It's obvious. The reports come out. And that's because Satan deceives them with this. Satan Teflon coats the wicked. Think about this. Satan Teflon coats the wicked, tricking them into believing that they'll never be held accountable. All those men and women of the Babylonian system, both religious and economic, many of them go unpunished in this world, thinking, ha ha ha, look at what I've gotten, look at what I've gotten away with. Well, in the end, they stand before the living God, and every word, thought, and deed is going to be accounted for, and they are all going to give an account of their wicked acts but while they were on the earth satan kept them teflon i like calling it teflon coating because nothing sticks to teflon you know not supposed to stick to teflon and so they're teflon coated in darkness man they escaped justice on the earth they escaped the, it seems like they escaped the, even the wrath of god on the earth but man when they stand before the living god after they die and they, the, most of those people are going to take the mark of the beast. Most of those people of the Babylon, if not all the people of the Babylonian system, are going to take the mark. And so they're going to find their kingdom, their kingdom, their great reset, their build back better, all of it on the ground, destroyed forever and ever. And then Christ is going to build his millennial kingdom and rule and reign in peace from Jerusalem for a thousand years. That's what's coming. That's what's coming to the earth. Pity these men. Pity these men and women. You know their names. Pray for them. We're supposed to pray, love, and forgive our enemies. Ask God to reign his, to, to change their hearts somehow, to, to pour out a, a spirit of grace upon them so they can see their wicked, evil deeds and repent. God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Rather, they turn. He doesn't want any to perish, but all to come repent. Pray that they would turn and repent. Some of them will, at least a few. And I thank God for the few that will turn. Not a lot, probably, but most are going to go right into darkness and right into the lake of fire. 
but the wicked of this Babylonian system, which started again, you know, really at the garden when Satan deceived Adam and Eve, but it had its fullness after the flood with the, uh, well, you had the Nephilim and stuff before the flood, but after the flood with Nimrod building the, the Tower of Babel. But it hasn't stopped since then. Not since then. It's just been, after the Tower of Babel, it just went underground. It's the, they call it the, the, the deep state and all of that. It's underground. It, it hides in the shadows, just like Satan himself. There's coming a point where they're going to be out in the open. So, again, pray for these people. They're lost. But again, God is going to rain his fury down upon them. And then every island fled away, and the mountains could not be found. Now, here's 20, verse 21. It, it just keeps getting worse for them. From the sky, huge hailstones of about 100 pounds each fell upon men. A hundred That's eight and a half gallons of water. That's a huge, no, that's 12 and a half gallons of water. That's a, that's a, an, that's a chunk of ice the size of a beach ball. <laughs> Two five-gallon buckets and another five-gallon bucket half full. That's a 100-pound hailstone. That's a lot of ice. And it's going to fall upon men. They curse God on account of the plague of hail because the plague was so... T- you imagine this thing coming at you, the speed of sound, you know, coming at you. And it's the size of a beach ball. And it's moving so fast you can't even run away from it. It's going to be so terrible. Men will curse God over this. So again, Revelation 16. Brutal, brutal judgment. But not unfair or unjust these men and women will not turn from their wicked deeds and their deeds and their judgment will and their punishment will be what their deeds deserve unfortunately for them sad to say all of them could have received christ but they didn't want him so anyway revelation uh, revelation um revelation wednesday chapter 16 we go to 17 next week and uh all is well we appreciate you we love you and again, be of good cheer. Christ overcame the world and so have we. We've overcome the world. This punishment and judgment is not for us. Don't ever forget that. Amen. Love you, love you. Can't get enough of you. You have a blessed day.